challenging, thought-provoking, insightful. This is God in Country, the collision of faith and politics, hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran, former law enforcement officer, and founder of the internationally regarded Executive Protection Team. Through counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. With today's edition of God in Country, here is host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America. Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today is a day in which specifically Republicans are under attack. Republicans and police law enforcement all across the land uh, under attack. But this, my friends, uh, very effective attack from the standpoint of uh, well, we'll talk about the strategy and tactics the guy uh, deployed. And I will say this, that there will be a lot of people, uh, war fighters and wannabe cops and all that stuff said, well, he didn't do that good of a job because he didn't make that big of an impact. By the way, write this number down. Uh, if you're a person who can call in and be clean, be respectful, left or right, be clean and respectful. Uh, I will take calls today. Join at your own risk. I'm going to be treating you respectful uh, if you're not respectful, uh, if you don't use clean language, uh, boom, you get, you get canned and banned. 646-595-4641. That's 646-595-4641. I want to hear what you have to say. Chat is open. Welcome to everyone. You've reached the collision of faith and politics as Mr. Barker. You know, you can't listen to 24 hours of television or radio without hearing his voice at least 34 times. It's amazing. Um it's just extraordinary. Thank you to all of you listening all over the world. Uh, thank you to the notes that we've gotten from so many people, uh, just so many people everywhere, uh, all around the world, uh, praying for Representative and Majority Whip Scalise. Now, let me say this. Uh, I do have this uh, on late breaking news uh, from some resources there, right there. I won't say exactly where, but because uh, I don't want to dime them out. But the fact of the matter is, um, he is not doing well. And uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about what to do in a trauma situation. Uh, what, what means what? Is there, you know, because they said, oh, well, he's in good shape. He's uh, Representative Scalise in good shape. He was talking. He actually called his wife. That's, that's good news. He's in good shape. He's in good shape. We're good. We're good. But see, that's not reality. And from a tactical standpoint, I want to talk a little bit about it. And if I forget, somebody remind me. Um, you know, the fact of the matter is, you know, there's there's some strategy and tactics that need to be deployed here. And I and I and I want to help you in the event that you are ever, God forbid, caught in this situation. Uh, I really want to help you. So we're going to give you some real strategy and tactics today. Uh, we're going to talk about some real stuff, and um, folks, it's it's a it's a rough day, but it's not a day in which we should back up. It's not a day that we should hit pause. In fact, I 
firmly believe that we should put the pedal to the metal. I think we should put the hammer down. Uh, I think that um, now is not the time. Now is not the time to back up by any stretch. Not by any stretch. We cannot back down. We can't back up. Um, it is just a fact. We, we, we can't. And I'll tell you why. Uh, when we get to that part of it, I'll tell you why. Um, you know, ultimately, look, if you want to win, and I don't know about you, I like winning. I'm a gracious, uh, when I lose, I am a gracious person. Uh, I'm a good sport. However, you know, you got to understand where we are right now. You've got to understand where we are. When you are in battle, you cannot capitulate. You cannot back down. You cannot take it easy. You have to, by the way, thank you to all of our gold stars. Uh, and again, chat is open. Thank you to our guests in chat. And uh, thank you for joining us. Let us know where you're from and, and how you heard about our show. We sure appreciate it. Um, the fact of the matter is that the left is never going to back down. They're not. So now is absolutely not the time for capitulation. The time right now, it's late for a lot of people, is preparation. Preparation and training, uh, learning how to live a different kind of life until we defeat this enemy. Uh, you know, I, I posted in the advertisement for the show. And, and last week, by the way, largest audience we've ever had, just under 1.5 million, uh, now 1.48, 1.48, looking at the numbers here. So just under 1.5, I guess. Um, so I thank you for that. I really appreciate it. And we appreciate uh, everybody that that uh, promotes the show and shares it and does all the things that you do. Uh, it's really extraordinary. And you all are extraordinary. So let me say, uh, you know, ultimately, I, I want to be clear on where we are. You see, uh, I really believe this, and uh, some fellow conservatives take uh, take issue with this, and I understand. I respect your right to think uh, how and what you want to uh, you want to think and believe. I believe we're absolutely at war. Uh, it is a war, left versus right, liberals versus conservative, and and the left is winning. You say, wait a second, that that cannot be, can't be. The left cannot be winning. Well, they are winning. We can tell ourselves, we can delude ourselves to think that we're winning, but we're not. We're absolutely not winning. Now, do we have a winner as a president in the White House? Yes. Do we have a winner as an attorney general? Yes, absolutely. For the first time in a long time. Do we have a winner as Secretary of State, Secretary of Defense, Secretary of the Interior, Secretary, you know, you name it. Yeah, absolutely we do. We have winners in those places now. Do we have a few winners in Congress? Yes. Yes, we do. And sadly, uh, Representative uh, Scalise, the majority whip, was a winner. He was one of our good guys, and he was real strong. He was real strong, and he was real good. And the fact of the matter is, is we needed someone like that fighting for us. And uh, I have it on very, very good intelligence that he is, at this moment, fighting for his life. 
So again, you know, because somebody can talk, because somebody is talking, you cannot allow yourself to think that the situation is less severe than what it appears. You can't do it. You absolutely must realize, you must realize beyond a shadow of a doubt that when you're shot or stabbed or any of those things, just because you can talk, uh, you know, the old thing people used to say, um, you know, if you think you broke your arm, can you move your arm? Can you move it? Can you move your leg? Oh, well, then it's not broken. It's, it's not broken. Uh, I'm sorry to tell you uh, that that is, that is terrible. My, my shoulder was shattered. I was moving it. My left leg was broken. I was moving it. You know, that, that is the wrong measuring stick. And so in a situation like this, a high power rifle and someone gets shot, you know, never, ever, ever, ever. I wish I could find uh, Mark. I don't know if Mark, Steve, uh, I'll see if Steve is out there. He, he ought to call in because he is a, uh, he is a fireman, but he's a EMT nurse and um, he would be great at this. Uh, GSW, gunshot wounds, you can never assume. You know what's amazing? When I was a police officer, I handled a, uh, a shooting. I, I, was, I was on the shooting. I, I, didn't, I wasn't the primary. But uh, there was a shooting. Ironic, it was right near the police station. Guy got shot. Uh, 357, he was hit five times. One of, the, one of the times, straight in the middle of the chest. Standing there talking to the guy. You know, the guy was just, you know, he's a real big guy and uh, wasn't the first time he'd been shot. But, you know, he was talking normally. And literally minutes later, he was, you know, getting his chest pumped on. Now, amazingly, he eventually lived. But I've also been talking to people that got stabbed or not talking to them, but involved with people that they got stabbed by a little tiny knife. Little tiny knife, little pocket knife, little silly little pocket knife and died. So I'm just here to tell you, you absolutely must realize that, man, folks, you can't take it uh, initially for what it is. You can't. You know what it appears. You can't do it. You have to. You absolutely have to. Look at this as a, a very serious situation. And so... You know, my prayers literally uh, go out to the Scalise family and and to Representative Scalise. I'm praying for him because uh, he is in he's the one that's in the most danger at this moment. Um, and he is indeed fighting for his life. He's he's uh, in critical condition uh, for the police officers, uh, the, the uh, Capitol Police. Let me tell you something. It was a, a female and a male police officer. Let me let me just say, look, this is what cops do. Uh, you know, we. I'm, I'm no longer a police officer, but um, I have to tell you, police officers, firemen, all that, they run into the gunfire. They run into the flames. It's just what you do. It's what you do. It is reality. And, and they, they, they sign up to do it. They get paid peanuts. 
They get mistreated by everybody. And yet they do it. Somehow or another, they do it. They insist on being strong. They insist on being brave. They insist on fighting the fear and going into where. Look, these people were there for Representative uh, Whip Scalise, and and they were doing their job. But they engaged and and closed on the shooter. And then the the one guy, I mean, he was already hit. He's going over, and, and he's checking on Representative Scalise while this is going on. That's heroism. That's nothing short of heroism. That's the real freaking deal, folks. That's the real deal. And and I'm going to tell you, there aren't enough of those people. I don't know what it takes to make you feel better about living. By the way, I'm the Ninja Pastor, Dr. Sean Greener. Thanks for joining us. I forgot to say that. Hello to all of our Gold Star families and veterans, too. Man, I appreciate you. A lot of police officers listen to the show, too. So this is for you. I got to tell you, do not be deluded to believe that there are enough police officers to protect you. There aren't. Now, the response was less than three minutes. The more police officers arrived in less than three minutes. Well, that's fast. Now, the left would have you to believe that because uh, gunfire, you know, and these, these oh, these terrible, terrible high-capacity guns, they always call them clips. I hate that. It drives me crazy. Um, but they would tell you that the real problem here is these high-capacity air coats clips. It's not a clip. It's a magazine. They say that's the problem. What did what did governor of the uh, Commonwealth of Virginia, Terry McAuliffe, say? Whack job that he is. Said today on national television, international television, man, we got to do something about these guns. There's too many guns on the street. He's an idiot. We can say he's an idiot all we want. We can we can do the little social media. We can clip on click on the little growly face or whatever it's called, angry face. And we can, we can do that stuff all we want. It's not going to change anything. That is not fighting our enemy. I'm just, I tell you what, I, I am telling you, uh, and let me, let me say this really quick, really quick. And I know I've already sent my uh, prayers and everything to the Scalise family. I've emailed them and, and, uh, you know, sent texts to people that I know are around the family, but I don't know. I don't know him. I know that he's a good guy. And I know lots of people that know him, but I don't know him. So I'm not pretending I know the guy, but I sent as many as I could. I will tell you this. It did, it did bother me that the police officers in the, in the initial uh, people were talking about representative Scalise was shot, you know, majority whip, all of these things. And they wouldn't mention the the two police officers that were injured. Uh, one shot and one hit with shrapnel. It did say, you know, they're they're heroes, and we'll find out. We'll find out in the coming days or day even, just how incredible their actions were. But I'm going to tell you, it bothered me that the the national media didn't uh, really go over uh, a whole lot about the police officers that were shot and that were injured. 
it, it, it drives me nuts. I, I hate that. I absolutely hate it. No, no life here on that on that ball field was any more important than the other. Now, just outside the fence, the life that was trying to take all those lives. Because look, folks, you 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 got to look at this for what it is. You have to look at this for what it is. That man, I'm not going to say his name on the radio. I'm just not going to do. It. I refuse to do it. That man, that whack job, Bernie Sanders follower, was loaded for bear. Despite his criminal record, somehow or another, he got, you know, uh, what appears to be a 556 or 223 or or something along those lines. And got it, uh, you know, right near the district. He was in Virginia, obviously, Virginia. uh, If you're a concealed carry permit holder, you can have it. You can own a gun. But in the district, you can't. And this occurred in Alexandria. Now, before you lose your mind and blow a gasket. Gun laws don't protect anybody but the bad guys. Only bad guys, look, they don't, bad guys don't care about your gun laws. They don't care about your any law. They're bad guys. They don't pay attention to laws. That is not what they do. They're bad guys because they break laws. And you know what? Uh, Look, you've got to get out of your head. You've got to get out of your head that somehow or another we are we are going to uh, in some way be able to use our words to create some element of effective change. Blah blah blah. Blah blah, and I don't delude myself to think that my words are any more important than than anybody else's. Uh, to tell you the truth, Rush Limbaugh, a true professional, I'm not a radio guy. I'm, I I do speeches and I write books and ebooks and and I preach sermons. But I'm, you know, I fell into this. This is this is from giving speeches and somebody says, "Hey, you should have a radio show." But a guy like Rush Limbaugh, he's a, he's the best. I mean, there's there's to me, there's no better. But I'm 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 going to tell you that just mere soft words and and words of capitulation and words of, you know, we here's here's one I, this drive I can't stand it I I'm telling you I can't stand it I lose my mind. We can't let hate win. Love trumps hate. Remember that. You guys, remember that. Love trumps hate. Oh man, love Trump's hate. Boy, that's pretty. Gosh, I I tell you, I don't know how. Boy, that's genius. Love Trump's hate. Boy, who sat around and thought of that? You guys are just genius, man. You're you're so super sharp. Oh wow, wow, wow. I cut myself on your brain just now, and you may be millions of miles away, but I cut myself on your brain. That's how smart you are. My goodness. My friends, you know. Got to be some real clear thinking going on here. We've got to learn real clear thinking. You know, our kids are not, they are not, uh, by the way, thank you to all of you who share my posts and follow and uh, do all the things that you do. You guys are awesome. It it is amazing. Um, 
I, I don't even know. It's it's just flipping amazing. I'm I'm blown away by all of you that you do it. And I really appreciate it. Hang on one second. Let's take this call. See who's who. This is Dr. Sean. Who am I talking to? Where are you calling from? This is Karen Gritton from Lincoln, Delaware. Hey, awesome. Great patriot. How are you, ma'am? I'm good. Thanks. Um, Sean, I'm just wondering what your thoughts are on this crescendo that we see on mainstream media, this insane crescendo of hate every station, every time I flip around because I want to really keep informed as to what's going on all over. And so I'm going to CNN and MSNBC and this is just insanity. And it's so um, insightful. It's inciting people to do stuff. I'm not against free speech by any means, but good Lord, this is tantamount to yelling fire in a crowded theater. Well, uh, first of all, thank you so much for calling. I think it's your first call, and, and I like that. Uh, mm-hmm. I really, really appreciate mm-hmm. that. Also, America, we have a great patriot on the line. Karen, is she's a hard worker. She runs a, a 912 Patriots group in <laughs> Delaware. She works hard. It's a thankless job, and I'm telling you, you're to be commended, despite all else that you have to deal with, to be, be doing all that. And so I appreciate it. You're I've awesome. had the, the Well, it's my pleasure, and I've had the distinct honor and pleasure to be able to speak to your great group uh, in, in uh, I think, Kent and Sussex County. I, I don't think I've spoken to any of the groups in Newcastle County yet, but I'll tell you what, it's, it's a pleasure every time. Um, to address your, and, and I appreciate how you put that because often we would be called hate speakers, right? So it's very easy for the press to look out into the vast group of people and say, okay, here's our label. One label is, okay, are you conservative or liberal? Well, I'm conservative. Okay, so clearly you're not for women, women's health. You're not for women's rights. You are uh, misogynistic, xenophobic, you know, racist, gun nut. That's what you are. You're, that's what you are. Okay, anti-LGBT. Oh, and who are you? Oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a liberal. I'm a progressive. Oh, okay, clearly you think, you understand that, that um, you know, climate change is real and you think because you have a scientific brain because you're smart enough. And, and all of these things, and you're great, and thank God for you, you know, rock on. Well, the press does that. The press, by absolute majority, is leftist. The, the press, they are leftist, and they are, they are extraordinarily, extraordinarily leftist. To the extent that they, listen, CNN and MSNBC, they're not hiding it anymore. They're not hiding it. In, in, the, in the great state of Delaware, the press doesn't hide it. The news journal doesn't hide it. Uh, they don't care anymore that they're not pretending they're in some way, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know, fair, balanced, uh, unbiased. No, they don't pretend that anymore. And now, and this I've been saying for several years in the speeches I've been giving and, and for at least a year on the radio, listen, you know, and I use the term, we are at war and the left is winning on purpose. Now, a lot of people took issue with that. Many people on the right took issue with that. They said, that's too much. We don't need this hateful rhetoric. It's time to stop all this hateful rhetoric. But it's not hateful rhetoric. It's, and as I started to say, um, and I and I think, I, I think that I'm safe in saying this, that my head won't explode. 
we have deluded ourselves for so long on the right, not just the left. We know the left is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. But on the right, we've deluded ourselves to think that it's not as bad as we think it is. We that we've done that. It's us that did that. You know, that's we thought that somehow or another, some you know, I don't know. You know, I could go into the long litany of how it happened, but I can say this with absolute assurance. I can say this: we let them take over our schools. We let them take over preschools and kindergarten and you know first it was the lower grades and then you know around the same time the colleges and i talk about this in my book the colleges were overtaken and we kind of sat back and you know we got busy raising our families working two jobs doing all the things we we're doing so then they started working their way into political positions even low ones and they thought that doesn't matter that doesn't matter that's you know what School board, that big deal, you know, and then they get in and then they fill the school boards. So then they pick the books and then they pick the teachers. And then the superintendent turns out to be a hardcore leftist. And so all of the things, all the social engineering happens there. So now you have this propagandizing of an entire population whose ears are like sponge. Their minds are like sponges. And they're taking in all this dribble. So we we're uninvolved. We're uninvolved. We are um, somehow or another. We are. I don't want to say numb, because conservatives are hard workers. Hard, hard workers. They're hard workers. I mean, it's just it's impressive. But while we're working so hard and trying to do the right things and be kind and not be racist and not be misogynist and not be anti-LGBT. And and to be pro women's health and pro all these other things, you know, they've they have they have co-opted, they've so devastatingly co-opted our vernacular. They say whatever they want with relative impunity. We use their words, and that's the worst thing because the degradation of the culture is unmistakable, and they brought it on. They brought it on, and so while all this is going on, they are becoming police chiefs, and they are becoming. Uh, superintendents of police departments and directors of public safety and leaders of fire uh, houses and operations and all these things. They do all these things, but then they get in to all these different places. And when they get into that place, it's just like the, the, and I took a lot of heat for saying this, they are, the left is just like ISIS. And, and, you know, I'm not being an opportunist in saying this because if you think about it, if you really, really think about it, and I mean really think about it, they are exactly like ISIS. Let's go back to Kathy Griffin, the air quotes comedian. I say air quotes because she's never said anything I thought was anywhere funny. So she's holding this head, this bloody head of President Donald Trump, just like ISIS. And so what happens? Oh, you know, we get we get all Twitter pated and, you know, oh, that's terrible and she should lose her job and then she loses her job. And then conservatives start to say, look, I don't believe in boycotts. I, I don't believe in that. I believe let the free markets. That is the free markets working. You say, hey, you act like a fool. Guess what? I'm not going to permit it. I'm not going to I'm not going to stand by 
if if you know it, it, it's wrong to wreck somebody physically for something they say or do, well, guess what I'm going to do? Then I'm going to I'm not going to support your business. I am not going to support your business because what you do is wrong. It's abhorrent. It's disgusting. It's anti-freedom and liberty. And so I'm not going to participate in your in your commerce for your personal benefit at our expense. I'm not going to do it. So then what happens? We all of a sudden are the bullies because soon as this soon as this comedian air quotes starts to cry and say you ruin the mean white guys are ruining my life. Okay, what have they said? This is the left's playbook. Well, you know, there is racism and racism is real. And well, you got the most powerful guy in the world, you know, saying that this was terrible and that it upset his son. Then you've got people on the left and right saying, come on, Barron's old enough to know. His kid's old enough to know that's not real. He didn't really get upset. He didn't really get upset. He, this is, they're just saying that. I mean, he's a grown kid. Well, he's, he's 11. He's just because he's tall doesn't mean that he's not 11. He's 11. And he saw a picture of not the president of the United States. He saw his father. He doesn't know who Kathy Griffin is, but he saw a picture of a woman holding up what is obviously supposed to be his father's head dripping with blood. And that kid's just supposed to go, eh, it's not real. No big deal. No big deal. Ultimately, it comes down to this, Karen. Um, they will not stop. They won't stop. The left will not stop. And the reason that I, I, I pound on this, I just pound on this, is because what do we like to do after something like this happens? What we like to do for whatever reason, we like to kumbaya, right? Don't you agree? We like we like that. We like to get along. Yeah, I think we do. I also think that when the general public sees the press and the coverage that I hope will say, you know, CNN and MSNBC have been over the top. Kathy Griffin's been over the top. All of these people have been over the top. Look what this has led to. I mean, I hope that a reasonable person as a Democrat or independent or whatever would look at that situation and say, there's a correlation here. Everybody needs to back off. This is over the top. And mm -hmm. I don't know if that's going to happen. And as a conservative, I want to know, I mean, I have to keep beating the drum. I have to keep saying, People, wake up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't feel like I can stop and just say, oh, that's the left-leaning media. That's the way they're going to go, and they're just going to keep going that way. I have to keep beating the drum. I can't stop. It's in me. Well, and, and you know what? That's because you're a patriot and a fighter. Here's the thing. When when we, uh, and, and my audience has heard me say this both in person, folks, if you want to invite me to come speak at your church, at your organization, wherever, um, I'm happy to go uh, almost everywhere. I'll go just about anywhere. Um, Media Matters does follow me, so there may be some issues that we have to deal with from a security standpoint. Uh, but so far, so good. I haven't had them uh, do anything other than try to crash my website and 
you know, flood my Twitter and Facebook with stupid stuff. So um, you're perfectly safe in doing that. Um, I'm no Ann Coulter, but I'm pretty decent, pretty decent. Um, ultimately, it comes down to this. There are many, 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 many people out there who are very similar to you, but don't have the nerve to be you. They don't. I said this today on a Facebook Live. Uh, you, you can't be a chicken in war. You cannot be a chicken. Chickens are great for feeding the troops. You know, you fight on your stomach. But in order to fight the war by feeding the troops, you got to die. The chickens die. So we can't be chickens. And we also, as much as we want to embrace this notion of camaraderie and unity and teddy bears piled up in a big, huge thing, that makes us feel better, but it makes us, it puts us at much greater risk, much greater risk, because we think that going to the store and buying a little bear and putting it in a pile with thousands of other bears or a hundred other bears or little memorials and signs say, hey, we will never forget. Yeah, 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 you will. You will. Terrorists knock down the towers. Terrorists attack the Pentagon. Terrorists have killed tens of thousands since 9-11 all over. And we forgot. We completely forgot. All over, the, all over the world right now, there are terrorist attacks. We forgot about that. You say, well, this guy's not a Muslim. But he is using the Muslim playbook, which is what the left does. So where do we go from here? Well, we got to stop using the left's words. They have co-opted our vernacular exceptionally well. We've got to stop using their words. We have to call things what they are, not what the left changed it to be. So climate change. Climate change is a stupid, stupid argument. I'll tell you this that we will repeat what the left says as it relates to this whole collusion business. They know there's no collusion with Russia. Why are they doing it? They're doing it because finally we have a president whose name is Donald J. Trump, who's on to them and will not back down. He will not relent. He's not going to back down because he's not afraid. And he says, look, I'm a billionaire. And people say this, well, he could lose millions of dollars and, and he's still a billionaire. You know what? You know how he got to be a billionaire? Not losing billions of dollars. You know who lost lots and lots of money when she was behind the helm? Hillary Clinton. Nobody seems to worry about that. I get, you know, I need to become a billionaire so I can know what it's like to lose a whole bunch of money and not worry about it. Because apparently the left seems to think when you lose money, it's no big deal. It's no big deal unless it's their money. You come against them and take their money. Oh, well, that's a different thing altogether. But here's where we end up being. The, the left will back us up. They will back us up. They will absolutely back us up. And all they have to do to back us up is to call us names to threaten us, to make us afraid. You look all around the country, um, and, and I fear that the state of Delaware will become this because it's so flipping blue, that they will start taking away concealed carry permits. They, they will start uh, the same stuff that Connecticut and some different places have done in saying, hey, you have to register your guns. You don't do it, you get locked up. You know, because everything they've asked to do, everything they've tried to do, they've done, they've been successful. 
Now you say, well, how do we change it? The first way we change it is we don't become, we don't have hurt feelings. Um, we, when someone says a terrible thing about us to us or to someone else in, in media or whatever, we, we can't let it bother us and we can't let it change us. We cannot, I've been called every name in the book. I've been called racist, uh, you know, anti-American, somebody the other day, I get about 28,000 emails a week. And, and in one of the emails I happened across, they called me Hitler. Now they're the socialists. And, and, and here's the other thing we can't do. We can't laugh at it. Oh, isn't that an idiot? Such an idiot. You know, so-and-so is such an idiot, whether they're, uh, the big thing right now is, what's that chick's name? Uh, she's a singer and dancer. I don't think her, uh, Perry, Katy Perry. I don't think she's all that great. I've listened to only a few of her, shit, her songs and doesn't seem to be that great. Apparently a good entertainer, but not that great. Well, her, her family, you know, she comes from a very uh, faith-filled family. And she's just, she is just hardcore left now. And her family has publicly said, please pray for our daughter. We're worried about her. We are worried about her. She will come out and she'll post some stupid thing and we'll click on the little laugh symbol icon, or we will laugh when we're talking to our friends and or people that believe uh, like we do, and we'll laugh about it. You know what else we'll say? You know what else we'll say? This is, this is, we see pictures of the left with guns, air quotes, protecting the, the uh, rioters. Not demonstrators, not demonstrators, they're rioters. And we'll go, ha, 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 you know, open carry, ha, yeah, you fools don't even know how to use the gun. I talked about this last week. You better stop laughing. Well, I had a buddy of mine when I was just a young guy. He uh, was the first gay guy that I knew well and, and that I really, really knew well. I mean, we were we were good friends. We worked at the same place and, and everything, and uh, he was easily the best waiter I'd ever seen in my life. He was phenomenal. People would come from as far away as D.C. and New York to have him wait on them is how good he was. And I learned back then, you know, when I was in school, I, I waited tables and and uh, I won't say his name, but um, he, somebody made the big mistake of thinking they were going to pick on the gay guy. And he dispatched them. Just so easily, it was it was ridiculous. Just ridiculous. And he, he, you know, he could have stood around laughing at them saying, oh, go ahead and pick on another, go ahead and pick on another gay guy and see what happens to you. That's the same thing that a lot of people, and I don't, I don't advocate that behavior at all. I don't. But let me say this as it relates to that. I said all that, all that to say this. When we look at the left and we laugh at the things they do. We're essentially abdicating because I'm going to tell you something, a hardcore leftist. Now he's in fairness, you know, the press is the, the, the Democrats are trying to portray this guy as an extremist leftist. And he's not, he is more mainstream leftist than today mainstream leftist or uh, liberal. He's more mainstream in that camp than ever before. Because Democrats are so much harder left than they ever were. Than they ever were. 
So when they portray him, oh, he's he doesn't represent us, just like they do Muslims. When a Muslim mows over 50 people, kills them, when they go into a an LGBT club and open up on them. Oh, well, he doesn't represent all Muslims. This is this is this is not doesn't represent. It's just no, that's not us. That's that's an anomaly. That's you know, that's aberrant behavior. That's an anomaly. It doesn't at all fit anything that we do. But what happens next? We sit back and we say, mm, well, that feels better. I feel better. I, I feel a little bit better about that. Yeah, maybe. Okay. And then we go on about our business. And then some big thing happens again. Well, let's let's look at the... Um, thank you so much for calling in, Karen, by the way. Do you have any other questions or comments? Because that was awesome. No, uh, not at the moment, but I'm going to keep listening. Okay, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for calling. So, so here, here we have, when I talk about, um, and by the way, thank you, Karen, for calling. I really appreciate that. We had another call online, and unfortunately, we, we lost them. And uh, I don't normally put this out for calls. People do call, and I don't normally take the calls. But uh, several people, a guy named Alan Vera and my, my great friend, uh, Jerry Summers, he, they, they both sent me the same thing. And when we talk about guns, we talk about, you know, I, what I'm talking about is, is the, that point in your psyche where you are looking at a leftist. And they're holding an AK-47 or an AR-15 or a, you know, a Mini-14 or whatever kind of gun, or they've got a gun on their hip, all these things. And you look at them and you laugh at them. You, you, let me give you a good example. This just popped in my head. North Korea. We look at that, at that chubby little whack job who has the, literally the worst haircut I think I've ever seen in my life i've never seen a worst haircut in my life it's 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 horrible and yet guess what he has i believe wholeheartedly he he has way worse weapons than we are being told way worse and so we look at him because he looks funny and we laugh at our own peril we laugh why do we do it He's a funny looking dude, no doubt about it. But lest you laugh at these people, just like we don't laugh, laugh at Kim Jong-un, uh, we shouldn't laugh. We shouldn't laugh at the left when they're being pictured or videoed carrying guns, protecting their group. Why? Just like Alan Vera and 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 uh and Jerry Summers both said, common sense gun control. This is how you achieve common sense gun control. You, in 1863, a Democrat shot and killed Abraham Lincoln, President of the United States. In 1983, a Democrat shot and wounded Ronald Reagan, mortally wounded uh, several others. In 2007, a registered Democrat named Sung Hyul Cho shot and killed 32 people in Virginia Tech. Registered Democrat. Oddly enough, anti-gun. Yet he used guns. 2010, a mentally ill registered Democrat born into very Democrat, uh, a very Democrat family and Jared Lee Loeffner shot Representative Gabrielle Giffords, which I, you know, sorry that happened to you. She was severely anti-gun before that. She's way more after that. 
Um, I'm sorry for the impairment that she has, but I'm going to tell you something. Uh, her politics draw air. They are terrible. They are terrible. Anyway, registered Democrat. Shot her in the head, killed six others. In 2011, a registered Democrat named James Holmes went into a movie theater and shot and killed 12 people. James Holmes, registered. You don't hear much about that. All you hear about is let's take the guns away. Let's take the guns away. No, that's not the full, that's not the full statement. In 2013, a registered Democrat named Anam Lanza shot and killed 26 people in a school. If we're to believe all the reports, he shot and killed 26 people, including many children in a school. Registered Democrat. Look, I could go on and on and on. There's lots more here that I could go on. And, and look, you get the point. The media doesn't, but they do. Don't let yourself be deluded to think that the media doesn't know their line. They know their line. When they twist things and they they make something a lie they take a little piece of truth they make it a lie guess what they know they're lying but they don't care that they're lying look you want common sense gun control take the guns away from democrats don't let the democrats touch a gun let's see here we have another caller here i might have might have lost our caller here she might have had something else to say this is dr sean how can I help you? Fire away. I can't hear you. Nope. Must be a phone problem. So here's the thing. When we look at, when we when we ask people, by the way, uh, Jerry, and it's being reported all over the place, Fox is dropping the slogan, fair and balanced. There's a new slogan coming. Terrible. Terrible. Although, you know, to be very honest with you, they have lacked, by the way, chat is open if you'd like to join us in chat. It's a great bunch over there, very smart people. They, they haven't been fair and balanced for a long time. Now, uh, a guy that that um, is on my, my uh, social media, a guy by the name of Mark Bonner, good guy, great patriot, he wrote this, and I had, had to highlight this. I had to highlight this because of, of this reason. It's, it just makes total sense, and it, and it drives to what I'm talking about today. Because, look, today is the day in which we will not be censored. We're going to be truth-filled. We're going to talk about, you know, look, you got, you got the majority whip, the flipping majority whip, Republican, conservative, representative, shot, fighting for his life right now. Police officers shot, fighting for their lives. We've got corrections officers. Two of them were killed uh, down in Atlanta. We've got the attack on our president, unrelenting attack on our president. Right now, they're just using words and pictures and videos. That's what they're doing. Words, pictures, and videos. As you see today, they will pick up guns. You say, we're not at war. Oh, no, we are at war, and we're losing. Seriously, this is a war. And it's time to stop pretending, conservatives. Look, we are the majority. There's no doubt about that. There's no doubt about the fact that we are a majority. We're conservatives. We're the majority. In Congress, Republican president, who, by the way, is actually trying to save this country. And he's working for free. He's taking all this crap. It's costing him hundreds of millions of dollars a year. Did you guys know that? 
hundreds of millions. Well, it's only costing him his salary. No. That salary, that salary is 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 peanuts. Makes $50 million a month in his businesses, which he can't make. Do you realize? Let me let me put this out to you. By the way, my buddy Dave Partridge, you guys need to know about Dave Partridge. Dave Partridge is an awesome, awesome guy, and he's a commercial real estate guy in Pennsylvania. Um, and, I, and I'm going to tell you, he is sharp. And so if you have a, um, a situation in which you need uh, any sort of, um, you know, any, any sort of commercial uh, property, uh, you're, you're moving your business, you're expanding your business. If you're in Pennsylvania, Dave Partridge is the guy to go to. I'm telling you right now, I've known him for 20 years. He is totally a stand-up guy. He's the best at that. He is the best. He, he is like a bulldog finding you the best place for you and helping you get the deal that you need. Give David Partridge, that is his name, like Partridge family, like he's not heard that a million times. 610-688-4300. 610-688-4300. I'm telling you the best Liebermanearly.com also, but make sure you ask for Dave Partridge. He is, he is a good buddy. I've known him for a long time and he's very good at what he does. Extremely good. So here's where we are. And, and I, and I, and I understand that the, the norm for many of you is to hear Somebody like me say that we are at war is for you to recoil. Now, back to President Trump. This guy's losing so much money. He didn't get to be a billionaire by just giving away a whole bunch of money, although he has given away hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars to charities, most of which you guys don't know, most of which I don't know. And you know, these celebrities that are now throwing rocks at the guy and hoping he dies and holding up holding up bloody uh, bloody heads and all this stuff. Let me tell you something. They loved the guy. They loved the guy when he had a TV show. They loved the guy when, when he could comp them and giving, giving them, you know, Megyn Kelly had a standing place at Trump Tower. If she worked a long day or she had to come in early or whatever, she could go and she had a suite there. Completely comped. She's not the only one. He said, hey, I like what you do. All of a sudden, she started to see, hey, I can go a different way here. I'm going to push my career. And now look at her. She's got some sort of sideline show. She had the number one show on Fox just about, just about number one show, just behind number one. Now you can't even barely find her. Epic fail. So President Trump, you know, this guy is being attacked. He And, and I'll tell you what, I'll get to this in a little bit. Uh, Attorney General Jeff Sessions, I said James Sessions on my live video, but Jeff Sessions, and I know better. I'm telling you, if I could have been there, I'd have high-fived the dude. I would have high-fived him. He did awesome. He was awesome. And he did it with class, but he did it with professionalism. And I'm telling you right now, the president of the United States, he's weathering all this stuff. He is weathering all of it. His family is weathering all of it. And I bet, you know, they had a big discussion. I don't bet this. I know this for a fact because I know somebody was in the room. They had a big discussion as a family and they said, all right, this is going to affect our lives. All of us, all of us. 
I run just running for president is going to affect all of us. And I don't want to do this. If, if, if you guys, if you don't want that kind of thing on you, uh, that kind of trouble in your life, then, then believe you me, I will respect that. I will respect it. But if you do, if you say, hey, you know, yeah, dad, we want you to do this. He even went to his ex-wives and talked to them and said, look, this is going to bring a hellstorm on you. I, you know, I just, I, I want it to be okay with you. If it's not, then, you know, I will very seriously take that in consideration. A lot of people said, oh, he's the ultimate megalomaniac. He, he wants to be power. He wants to be number one guy. That's the most ridiculous thing ever. It's extraordinary. I, I can't even begin to tell you how ridiculous that is. The guy has tons of power all over the world. Go, go, you Google on your internet machine the reception that Barack Hussein, Hussein Obama, got from Saudi Arabia when he arrived. It, they didn't even put a ladder up to the you know, big, it, they made him open the little hatch at the bottom of Air Force One. He bowed to the Saudi king. The females in his party, they, they didn't bring any Jews with them. The females in the party wore headscarves and, you know, they observed all the protocol, all that stuff. Donald Trump brought his family, Jewish daughter, Jewish son-in-law, brought his wife, model, Melania Trump, classy and elegant, no headscarf. And you would think the Lord himself was arriving in Saudi Arabia. I mean, they put his image up on buildings, hundreds of feet tall. I mean, it was extraordinary. Absolutely extraordinary. It, it, it was a total smack in the face for Hussein Obama. The man has been winning on our behalf all across, all around the world, all around the world. And it is a thankless job. And they are coming after the president. If you don't think that there are hundreds, if not thousands of this punk, 66-year-old punk that did this today, this progressive leftist punk, you can be 66 and a punk, trust me on this. If he could get there and you say, well, you know, I mean, it's easy. There's a ball field, highly populated Alexandria. You know, guns are available in Alexandria. That's another reason why we get rid of guns. That's bad. Really? Chicago, Baltimore, New York City, Washington, D.C. They all have the toughest gun laws in the world. People getting shot. They used to hear on the radio by the gross. My friends, we have to be real here. We have to talk for real. And I am telling you, make no mistake. Look, some, somebody just sent me a message, and I appreciate that. You know who you are, and thank you very much. That's awful kind of you. The second call defense thing that I talk about, I'm telling you, everywhere I go, I'm armed. I have many, many gun permits. I have many, many, you know, I've done all the 
tens of thousands of hours of training and all that stuff. Go to executiveprotectionteam.com. You'll understand why I have that. But look, I'm no different in the sense that if you own a gun, you have a gun in the house, you don't ever leave the house, you get involved in a shooting or even have to show your gun. Let's say you're a concealed carry permit holder and you go to the grocery and you're reaching on the top shelf and your shirt uncovers your uh, your, your firearm, just the butt of it. And some leftist comes along and runs immediately. They don't say anything to you. They run immediately to the manager and they at the store and they say, you need to call the police. There's a guy with a gun in here. Where? And he's acting crazy. Well, okay, well, let me call 911. Please come in. And he's, and th he's nice. He's like, uh, what's the problem, officer? Get on the ground. Get on the ground. Gets yelled at, screamed at. Well, what's going on? What's going on? Oh, by the way, I'm a concealed carry permit holder once he gets hands cut. Well, you know, you were uh, waving your gun around. That's that's how it gets reported. That's how it gets said. You were waving your gun around. Meanwhile, he's long since fixed. He says, what are you talking about? I had to get some pickles on the top shelf. And, and then I, you know, I realized that it, it exposed the, the just very tiny part of my gun, covered it right up. I can't imagine. Nobody said anything to me. Well, you know, now you're getting locked up for brandishing. You go to my website, theninjapastor.com, theninjapastor.com. You go to the bottom, there's a red banner. Click on that second call defense banner. When you go to second call defense, read the stuff, get the free videos, get the free reports. It's all free. They're not going to pound you. I'm not going to hound you. Number 20630, 20630. You got to write that number down. You're going to get a free month. You buy the coverage, you get a free month. There's no contract. You stop at any time. Free month. It's ridiculous. You go to the, the ninjapastor.com, go to the bottom, right there. Or if you're not a website person, 877-502-3300. That's 877-502-3300. It's NRA endorsed. The NRA Business Alliance, the Business of Freedom, they endorse it. It's administered by Locked and Affinity too, which is awesome. All you do is you tell them this number, 20630. If you decide to buy, you get it free. You get a month free. It's ridiculous. There, nobody else beats their coverage. Their coverage is extraordinary. Philly Bob says, I think the left is so worried that President Trump will do a great job and they will do anything to stop him at all costs. Spot on, Philly Bob. Spot on. That's a fact. Why are they doing all this? Why are they saying all this Russia collusion business and all this crap? Why are they slinging all this? Well, they're slinging it for the simple reason that they want to. This is about obstructing Donald Trump. And they and, and they only have to do it for two years. 2018, really a year and a half. 2018, because they think, look, we're going to get our stuff together here and we're going to win and we're going to get back the majority and then wait and see what we do. Right? Come on, everybody knows that. Do you not know that? It, or is this catching you by surprise? Plus, in a couple minutes, I'm going to evaluate... Uh, James Comey, former director of the CIA or director of the uh, FBI, I'm going to evaluate his traitorous activities. I'm also going to evaluate, uh, if we have time, Attorney General Jeff Sessions' extraordinary job he did a couple of days ago, egregious witch hunt against our republic. It's not just against him. It's not just against, it's against what we stand for. And the reason the left is winning the war against us is because we on the right, we haven't yet realized it's time to fight. It was time to fight a long time ago. Remember, we're taking calls, 646-595-4641. That's 
595-4641. I believe we're beyond the point of no return. I really do. So Mark Bonner, this hat tip, hat tip to him. He wrote this post, uh, or you know, update. There's an increasing similarity between today's Democrat Party and ISIS. An unholy alliance we saw even this weekend as Dem leftists joined in opposing Americans protesting Sharia law. Now here's some of the similarities. Utter disdain for Christianity. Listen, folks, if you look back on the last eight years, you cannot, under any circumstances, make the claim that President Barack Hussein Obama liked Christians. Oh, yeah, he was a Christian. He is a Christian. His family's good Christian people. Come on. Jeremiah Wright's not a Christian. The church he was in is not a Christian church. No way, shape, or form. This guy hated Christianity all over the world. You know, you talk about colluding uh, in elections. This guy sent hundreds of people on government dime over to Israel. When Bibi Netanyahu was running for re-election, uh, he totally jacked with that election. Collusion, obstruction, you got to be kidding me. Number two, they shut down free speech at every turn. ISIS does it, the left is doing it. They shut down free speech. Look, the only free speech they want is theirs. And the left is the same way. Look at all of the colleges where a conservative was coming. Look at a gay conservative came, Milo, Yiannopoulos. And they're, and they're rioting. They're burning stuff. They're throwing trash cans. They're setting uh, police cars on fire. Meanwhile, police are just watching them. It's only Berkeley. They don't use those police cars anyway. Just for show. They don't want free speech. They don't They don't want you to have free speech. You've got to be kidding me. If you think that they're fighting for free speech. Here's something that I used to hear and I used to hear. President, President Barack Hussein Obama, he loves America. And I'll, and I'll tell you the truth. The one I hate to hear it from out of his mouth the worst was uh, the most was uh, Bill O'Reilly. That guy would get on his show with that many listeners, number one show on television, and say that stupid comment. I believe Barack Hussein, well, he wouldn't say Hussein, Barack Obama loves America. I believe he wants America to, he wants good things for America, blah, blah, blah. It's an idiot. That's an idiotic statement, folks. Idiotic statement. Seriously. That's the bottom line. Idiotic. Hey, Philly Bob, I hope you find something good to eat down there. Get you something good. Think of me when you're noshing on something good. I love me some good food. Let me tell you something. Some of the best meals I've ever eaten, Philly Bob cooked. Woof, that boy can cook, man. Look, the other, the other thing you need to understand about shutting down free speech at every turn, they don't care. They don't care about shutting down your free speech. They, they are not afraid to throw trash cans. They're not afraid to throw rocks. They're not afraid to throw bottles filled with gasoline. They're not afraid of that. You don't scare them. They don't think the police are going to mess with them. They don't care. They don't care, folks. They don't care. Your vigils and your unity doesn't move them. Just like ISIS, it doesn't move them. You're getting on there and going, well, this isn't fair. You know, how many universities 
they canceled it. They said, no, 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 that's, this conservative can't come. No, we can't do it. We had conservative speakers attacked in several universities, attacked, physically attacked, had to go to the hospital. An elderly conservative, and not really that conservative. If you don't think we're in a civil war, if you don't think the war is within, man, you better get woke. Hashtag get woke. You better hashtag decide, resolve, and stand. You better get a grip. I am telling you right now, relative impunity. Now, let me let me say this about the police. Now, I'm, I am super pro-police. Super pro-police. But I'm going to tell you this. The police cannot protect you. They want to. It's in their heart to, but they are not equipped to. They'll do the best they can, but they may not save your life. They're far away usually. Listen, you know why Representative Scalise had a chance at all to, to live? Why any of these men had a chance at all? By the way, did you guys know there was a little boy there, a 10-year-old boy in the dugout? Did you guys know that? The coach of the Republicans team brought his 10-year-old either son or grandson. 10-year-old boy. The left doesn't care, man. They're busy tearing parts off of babies. They don't care. They don't care about a 10-year-old kid. They don't care about Baron Trump. They don't care about anybody but themselves. Look, this is number three. Uh, Mark Bonner pointed out the recognition of no authority other than their own. The callous disregard. Look, the callous disregard of human life. We see that in the first state of Delaware. December 7, 1787, first state to ratify the Constitution. Now we have an ultra-liberal government, start to finish, who says, you know what we want? Right up until the moment of birth, during birth, we want the option to kill the baby. Now, ostensibly, it is for, oh, the mother's in jeopardy. They have always been able to perform a life-saving abortion, any law. The doctor says, you're going to die. Or even in an event of emergency, 0.03% of the time, 0.03, three-tenths of 1% does that happen. Now we need a law. Now Delaware has a law. They, they have no regard. They're the party of death. They're the party that voted God out of their, uh, you know, in Tampa. They voted God out of their, I was down there. I was there. They tried the same thing in, in Charlottesville. I was there too. You hear rumors of it. It happened. They were screaming and yelling on the floor when they said, hey, we want this, any mention of God or deity taken out of our platform. We don't want it. They don't regard human life. They're the, they're the, they're the absolute purveyors of death. This is why they're pushing so hard for planned parenthood. This is why. They have no regard. No authority. You know why they want to de-God everything? They want to take God out of everything? Is because then they're accountable to something. They're accountable to something. You say God is real? You respect the, the, the idea of God, Hashem, at all? Adonai Elohim? You, you, you acknowledge that as being, hey, that could be real. Creator? No, they worship the created. Well, they don't think it was created. They just think it popped up. Well, then you got to answer to something. 
Then the last one here, and I, or the next to the last one is casual use of violence. And they're cowardly. The, the last one is cowardly methods of attack. Look, you can add to the list, folks, what they do, how the similarities, the incredible similarities. Thank you to Mark Bonner for, for pointing that out. It was an excellent, excellent post. It is indeed an unholy alliance. When they pretend to care about life, they're doing just that. They're pretending. It's not real. That's not, that's not fact. That's not even remotely fact. They are pretending, and they are liars, and they are just the same as ISIS. Several months ago, I made that statement, and I had, I think, 126, within four minutes, I had 126 emails calling me all kinds of things and linking me with things and racist, this, that, and the other. Stupid. It's just stupid. And we got to stop falling for it. We got to stop backing up when they do it. They are absolutely using the playbook. Listen, we love America. Today, Nancy Pelosi said she absolutely, she had the unmitigated gall today from the floor of Congress to say that, you know what I do every day? Well, at least on Sundays, I pray for each one of you and I pray for America. I pray for blah, 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 and our safety and blah, 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 all this stuff. Man, come on. You know better, I know better. But she stood up there and she talked for like 12 minutes. She's supposed to talk for one because she wanted to one up uh, Speaker Ryan. And she did. You say, yeah, but she did it to being an idiot. Bottom line is she did it. They're cowardly and they're using more and more violence. Don't laugh at that group of people that's walking around with AR-15s with stern look on their face and they're leftists. Don't laugh at them. You do so at your own peril. You do so at your own peril, folks. Listen, I, I had an excellent professor uh, in, in seminary and divinity school, and his name is Dr. Ronald Frazier. He's a dual doctorate guy. He's amazing, great thinker, super, super good guy, uh, really one of my favorite professors, um, a uh, Marine Former, well, you're never a former Marine. You're, you're once a Marine, always a Marine. So, yeah. And great professor, really, really uh, helped me in so many ways at Masters. Um, well, now it's Masters International School of Divinity. It was Masters Divinity School, and then I went to the graduate school. Um, unbelievable thinker, great guy, great theologian, great preacher. So he writes this on Jim Comey. The no-spin zone as to today's circus demonstration with the you're-fired former FBI director, James Comey. Substantively, what jumped out at me most, this is Dr. Ron Frazier, what jumped out at me most was just how much of Comey's testimony was impressionistic as to how he felt, as to how he felt about what Trump said and what he surmised Trump intended. From a supposedly hardened prosecutor, an FBI director, it was a rather strange approach, one that must have been deliberate with the knowledge that Comey had very little hard evidence of Trump wrongdoing, much less criminality. Another startling aspect of this sworn testimony was how damaging the Comey testimony was to the Russian conspiracy theorists who have driven the fake media storm and Democrat witch hunt on President Trump. Comey confirmed again and again that even as of his last day in office, President Trump was not personally the subject of an FBI investigation, neither criminal nor counterintelligence. 
Dr. Ron Frazier goes on to say, one of my professors and, and great friends, the lack of investigation, despite the many media claims otherwise, was not deemed worthy of public disclosure by Comey. Comey was fine to let Trump twist in the wind of misleading and false media claims. Moreover, Comey stated that a key New York Times report asserting Trump campaign collusion, which had been fueled by fueled much of the which has fueled much of the media frenzy the past several months, was substantively false. On top of all that, Dr. Frazier goes on to say, Comey testified not only that Trump did, didn't try to impede the Russia investigation, but that he actually encouraged Comey to find out and expose whether any of Trump's campaign satellites, which is people working for or with the campaign, engaged in any wrongdoing. The Senate test, let, let me, let me, let me pause there for a second. Let me just pause there for a second. Now, many of you know I, I protected uh, executiveprotectionteam.com. I protected someone that was big time in the public eye uh, several years ago. Big time in the public eye. I'm telling you, beyond a shadow of a doubt, I'm telling you, they came after her with everything they had. And I'm telling you, they lied time after time. I can tell you that I stood four feet away from this woman, good woman, good patriot, stood four feet away from her, literally four arms length behind this, you know, behind the curtain when she was being interviewed and the interview was being taped. I heard every word she said. I heard every word that the interviewer said. And when CNN or MSNBC or CBS, ABC, NBC, any of these, when they aired, the interview that aired wasn't the interview that took place. Now you can say, Dr. Sean, come on. Can't be. Yeah, can be. Did. But I'm telling you, while this big campaign, international, I mean, 139 news outlets following us everywhere we went. We also had some very bad people following us wherever we went, doing very bad things or trying to do very bad things. No harm came to her while she was in my care. I guarantee you that. But as to satellites, Dr. Uh, Ron Frazier, uh, he refers to satellites, the campaign satellites. These are people working for or within the campaign. So they're looking to see if any of those people, let me tell you something about satellites in a campaign. With this particular case, they had people coming from all over the country just showing up at campaign headquarters wanting to help this lady get elected or at least saying that they did. And I'm here to tell you, once I started investigating, once I came on the scene, uh, which was right before uh, it went to the general, they won the primary, primary, primary out a guy been there 35, 40 years. A fake, fake Republican. Primary sent out, wins, goes to the general. Right before that happened, going to the general, that's when I came on the place because of the threats and all those different things that were actually happening. And I said, listen, I need to look into some of these people. I don't trust these people. I don't trust them. I don't trust them at all. I don't believe they're working for your benefit. I believe they're a plant. And so we did. And, and people started saying bye-bye. Started kicking people out, saying, mm, no, got to go. Got to go. So these satellites could be good, could be bad. Some of the satellites could be doing and saying things to plant bad news. You say, that sounds so, I don't know, crazy? No. It's not crazy. It's not crazy at all. 
I watched it happen. Look, I've protected the likes of Newt Gingrich, uh, many, many others, many, many others. And I can tell you, they do it. They do it all the time. And they do it, and they think they're being a hero. They think they're doing the best thing ever. They think they are the best thing ever. They're, they think they're being a patriot for the party. This is what they think, folks. This is what they think. And you know what? They get away with it. Corporate espionage, that's a big thing. One of my uh, one of the things that I did was uncover corp, uh, corporate espionage and 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 help catch them, set traps for them, find out who they are, uncover the mole, and then set a trap for them and let the hammer down. Loved it. Loved doing that. The fact of the matter, if you think that doesn't happen, you you are chewing on the wrong kind of weed. Happens all the time. And I've seen it happen personally. So on back with Dr. Uh, Ron Frazier's uh, great, great post. The Senate testimony should once and for all spell the death of the Russia collusion claims, as even Chris Matthews acknowledged today, the date of it. Yet it's more a death of conspiracy theories it's an indictment of the ongoing attempts to undo the 2016 presidential election results and to undermine the Trump administration's ability to govern this great country. That's what it is all about, folks. The resistance has been and continues to be based on lies and represents the true threat to our electoral and representative system. These, I believe, Dr. Ron Frazier goes on to say, one of my great professors from Masters, uh, mdivs.edu mdivs.edu if you want to learn more about that. The resistance has been and continues to be based on lies and represents the true threat to our electoral and representative system. These, I believe, are the big picture items. This, he said, he said argument, he said, he said argument over whether Trump asked for loyalty is nothing but a sideshow, a smokescreen. The real bombshell, however, has nothing to do with Donald, what Donald Trump did or didn't do. It was that moment in the hearings today when Director Comey, under questioning by Senator Susan Collins, acknowledged, and listen, by the way, can we stop making fun of this woman for how she talks? Seriously, we're better than that. I don't believe in half of what she says. She's she's a real flaky Republican. You know, she's not super, but look where she comes from. But she can't help that. She has a disease that causes her voice to shake and waver. Time for us to stop making fun of her even with just descriptive words that are, that are pejorative. It's not right to do. And, and we are absolutely better than that. So questioning by Senator Susan Collins, that was me, that wasn't Dr. Fra uh, Fraser, acknowledged that he had arranged for a Columbia Law School professor friend of his to leak a personal memo of his conversation with President Trump about Michael Flynn, the New York Times. Now, when a guy, this is back to Dr. Sean here, when a guy says, yeah, I wrote it all down because I was afraid he would lie. I'm afraid he would lie to me. I figured I better, or lie about me, I figured I better write it down. Well, the, the mainstream press is treating what he said and what he wrote somehow as gospel. Somehow as gospel. Somehow this guy writes it. Oh, wait a second, but it's been destroyed. So we leaked a memo that doesn't exist. And the memo was what this guy, director, former director James Comey, writes and, and the left takes it as gospel. You've got to be kidding me. Stop saying those stupid things and take them as truth. They're not truth. They're a lie. Always, but he's had so so long of, of, of uh, 
patriotic service to the country as a public service. He has he has made huge bank. We'd go on to the whole connections to the Clintons and all that stuff all you want. The guy's committed crimes. Anyway, back to Dr. Ron Frazier, uh, mdivs.edu. He's one of my professors from uh, undergrad, grad, and postgrad. Amazing. Great, great professor. Great guy, too. The memo apparently had not even been given to the United States Senate Intelligence Committee and the leaking of information which just might put Director Comey himself in legal jeopardy. Even worse, Director Comey admitted publicly that he arranged the leak of the memo for the express purpose of creating a pretext for appointment of a special counsel. Comey succeeded in this subterfuge as special counsel Robert Mueller, his very good friend, by the way, and mentor, now is leading the investigation. Comey never had volunteered that leak sequence and allowed the public debate to continue over appointment of a special counsel to proceed under false pretenses. How pathetic Director Comey sounded today during his testimony before the Senate. Such a poor excuse. Nothing but a weak coward who couldn't even muster the courage to tell Donald Trump to his face when he thought Trump had crossed the line. Instead, Director Comey schemed behind the scenes to document conduct, which even Comey will not publicly claim was criminal. Trump's distrust of Director Comey ultimately was vindicated today by what we know, but what, what we now know about Comey. Pathetic doesn't even begin to say just how corrupt he has been from the time he was supposedly investigating Hillary Clinton's nefarious use of an unsecured computer. Then cowardly also was the word that came to mind when Comey described how he succumbed to pressure from the then Attorney General Loretta Lynch to call the investigation of Hillary Clinton's email server a matter. That was exactly how the Clinton campaign wanted it portrayed. From an electoral perspective, they dreaded the accurate description that Hillary herself was under investigation. The attorney general served as the functional equivalent of a campaign enforcer in the campaign against Trump. It all puts the secret meeting between Lynch and Bill Clinton in a whole new perspective and should result in a reopened investigation, not only of Hillary's server, but a new investigation of a former attorney general, Loretta Lynch herself. So not only does Director James Comey's prosecutorial career end so pathetically, so too does the former Attorney General Loretta Lynch's. Their reputations were taken down, not by Donald Trump, but by their own attempts to take down Trump. And God is watching. Now, let me say thank you to Dr. Ron Frazier for allowing me to use that. Really, really good. My good friend, uh, Jerry from Pennsylvania, Comey is all about Comey. Man, that, that's the truth. That is absolutely the truth. So here's the here's the really big thing, friends. You know, I talked in the beginning about how you've got to you've got to be strategic. You've got to be you've got to have a situational awareness. If you don't know what situational awareness is, that sounds strange to you. You're like, oh, I, don't know, I don't know what that is. What he's talking about? I will come to where you are and I'll speak to your group. I won't do it for free. I'm I'm sorry to tell you, I cannot travel all around the country for free. My expenses have to be covered. Uh, it would be unfair to my family. And I am a professional public speaker, and they we do have rates and things like that that we charge. But if you're a, a you know a not not for profit or a small church or whatever like that, we we can come up with ways to to handle this. My point is this: I'll come to your organization and I will teach you your individual, you know, 
you acting as yourself, living in your own skin, just you going to and from work, you going to and from the gas station, you going to and from church, you going to and from the grocery, all of these things. I will teach you very plain language, very easy to understand and to put into play that day how to protect yourself. I will teach you how to be safer. No one can teach you to be safe. Safety is out of our control. It is absolutely out of our control. We have no say in the matter other than to try vigorously to protect ourselves as best we can using the soundest technology, the best we can, the tools and the thought. But the biggest thing is your mind. Look, we can look at this and we can look and say, uh, Representative and Whip, uh, Majority Whip Scalise is alive today. And all those people there are alive today because of people with a gun. Two people with a gun that had comfort and skill at arms that trained and they, and they made themselves able to do more than just run and hide. Nothing against those people, those Congress people and the different Republicans. Hey, look, they had to run and hide. They had nothing to protect them. They had nothing to protect themselves but those two police officers. And thank God they did. Thank God they did. Because you know what? I don't know about you. Look, I, I, I don't know about you. I really don't. You know, 1.4, 1.5 million listeners all across the world. I can't know everybody. I can't. I want to, but I can't. But the fact of the matter is, look, if you are waiting, we don't get police protection. We don't get executive protection. We don't get it. The left wants everybody but them to have the option to protect themselves with guns. They don't want you to have it. You don't deserve it. You don't. According to them, you don't deserve it. You are just out of luck. Sorry for your luck. So what are you going to do? You can't ever you can't ever be totally and completely safe. You can't. It's not reality. And you delude yourself to think that it is because it is not. It is not reality to think that somehow or another the police are going to get there just in time uh, to save you. They'll try their dead level best, but they're working against the stream here. They're swimming upstream. Folks, that's just reality. That, that is reality that we're dealing with here. And you know what? I, I would love, I would love to tell you. I would love to tell you. Just pray, pray for, pray for safety. Look, I'm, I'm a praying person. I'm a pastor. I'm, uh, you know, I, I, you know, have a master's in theology and and you know, doctorate and all this stuff. And 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 I'm a prayer. I I believe in prayer. I absolutely. Believe. But if that's your only thing, then you're not doing what God tells you to do. If you don't think Christians are fighters and and Jews are fighters, man. Look at Israel. We gotta start fighting for ourselves. 
these stupid gun laws, these these absolutely egregious gun laws that we allow to be uh, voted in, that that make you unsafe, that expose you. And look at the reality. Reality all over this country, the most gun strict places in this country are the most dangerous places to go. Don't believe their lies. Don't believe what they tell you. Listen, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to have to end a little bit early today, but I'm just going to tell you this. And this is for your, this is for you. This is for you. You're a believer, not a believer, whichever. I pray that you are. I pray that you become a believer, but I'm just going to say this to you. And Wanda Kinsler, uh, is a person on social media, uh, follows me, uh, said this. And I don't know if she copied and pasted it, so I can't say, uh, but I can tell you that this is where I saw it, so I'm going to give her the hat tip. In Genesis, he's the bread, the breath of life. In Genesis, he's the breath of life. In Exodus, the Passover lamb. In Leviticus, he's our high priest. In Numbers, the fire by night. Deuteronomy, he's Moses' voice. In Joshua, he's he is salvation's choice. Judges, lawgiver. In Ruth, kinsman, redeemer. First and second Samuel, our trusted prophet. In Kings and Chronicles, he's sovereign. Ezra, true and faithful scribe. Nehemiah, he's the rebuilder of broken walls and lives. In Esther, he's Mordecai's courage. In Job, the timeless redeemer. In Psalms, he is our morning song. In Proverbs, wisdom's cry. Ecclesiastes, the time and the season. In the Song of Solomon, he is the lover's dream. In Isaiah, he is the prince of peace. In Jeremiah, he's the weeping prophet. Lamentations, he is the cry for Israel. Ezekiel, he's the call from sin. And Daniel, the stranger in the fire. In Hosea, he's forever faithful. In Joel, he is the spirit's power. In Amos, the arms that carry us. In Obadiah, he's the Lord and our Savior. In Jonah, he's the great missionary. In Micah, the promise of peace. In Nahum, he is our strength and our shield. In Habakkuk and, Habakkuk and Zephaniah, he's pleading for survival. In Haggai, he restores the lost heritage. In Zechariah, our fountain. In Malachi, he is the son of righteousness, rising with healing in his wings. In Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he is God, man, and Messiah. In the book of Acts, he is the fire from heaven. In Romans, he's the grace of God. In Corinthians, the power of love. In Galatians, he is freedom from the curse of sin. Ephesians, our glorious treasure. In Philippians, a servant's heart. In Colossians, he's the God and Trinity. In Thessalonians, our coming king. In Timothy, Titus, and Philemon, he's our mediator and our faithful pastor. In Hebrews, the everlasting covenant. In James, the one who heals the sick. In First and Second Peter, he is our shepherd. In John and in Jude, he's a lover coming for his bride. In the Revelation, he is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, the Prince of Peace, the Son of Man, the Lamb of God, the Great I Am. He is the Alpha and Omega, our God and Savior. He is Jesus Christ, the Lord, and when time is no more, He is. My dear friends, on a day like today, on a day like today, 
we have to remember he is the solid rock upon which we can place all of our faith. We can absolutely trust him with our lives and with our future, but we must follow his precepts. We must fight for freedom. We must stand on the solid rock.
My friends, you may feel at this moment, and you'd be right to feel this way, you may feel uh, greatly at risk. You may feel that your life uh, is in the hands of someone else. You may feel uh, at this moment today with all of these things, you know, the fire and the terrorism in, uh, in London and, and France and Europe in general, uh, with all the shootings and the gun-free zones. And with this shooting today, as, as uh, Republican whip Scalise is, uh, Scalise is fighting for his life. And the others are, are nursing their wounds after surgery and otherwise. And you may look around and you may say, it's lost. It is lost. We are lost. We are lost. But it is not lost. We're lost for now. We've lost our way. But we need to find our way again. Had so many great theologians put this so much more eloquently than I. But I can tell you, we have to turn back to God. We must absolutely turn back to God. You know, I'll teach you with great vigor and accuracy and excitement and interest. You'll, you'll enjoy it. I'll teach you how to protect yourself. Your group, individually, corporate groups, uh, you name it, I'll teach it. And at the end, you'll write a great glowing review and you'll be empowered and you'll feel empowered. And rightly so, you will be. But it comes down to what is between your ears. What's between your ears? How prepared are you in your mind, in your soul, and in your heart? How, pre how prepared are you? And I'll tell you the truth. It all starts. It all starts with your faith. It all starts with acknowledging the creator before we lament the creation. You guys know I, I travel around and I do photography and I travel all over the country and speak. And it's an honor to do so. It's, it's really, truly an honor to speak to all of you people and, and those that read my book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America. And to follow me on social media and all the different you know, lists and all that stuff. It's an honor. I'm, I'm absolutely honored. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you what drives me. I love freedom and liberty. I love our founders. I love what they stood for, what they meant, and what they knew. But I love the driving undercurrent of faith that this country was founded upon. I am telling you, it drives me. And I, and I am humbled by that. Look, the left... The left would have you believe that they've got us. But I am telling you, we become warriors, happy warriors, million happy warriors. We become 5 million, 10 million, 20 million, 50 million happy warriors, vocal and strong. But you got to have a foundation, and that foundation needs to be faith. It needs to be faith. We need to pray fervently for Matt Mika. Matt is the staffer that was, uh, he's a lobbyist. He was shot in DC. He was at the ball field. 
and he is in critical condition. So we got two now in critical condition. They are not out of the woods by any stretch. My friends, God is the solid rock. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I live it. I've been so close to death so many times. I live it. Got to turn to God. You have to turn to God. Don't waver and don't wait. You know, the left, including Hillary Clinton and, and Barack Hussein Obama and all these people, they, they call for resistance. They call for resistance almost on a daily shooting. They have yet to comment on this shooting. They said in 2016, when they go high, when they go low, we go high. You say, well, this guy doesn't stand at all. Not this shooter doesn't stand at all for the entire left or for the Democrat party or for the Bernie Sanders party. Oh, he doesn't represent them. You know what he doesn't also represent? He doesn't represent gun owners. He doesn't represent the NRA. Not all, not everybody like him. But you know what? What gets into somebody, and I think the left is full of this, is evil, hardcore evil, an absence of God in their lives. You know, our president, we should be praying for daily deeply, intensely. We should be fighting with all that we have, the evil that the left is doing. We should call it exactly what it is, evil. But at night, before you're ready to lay your head on the pillow, just take a few minutes and pray for the leadership of this country to withstand this awful, awful onslaught, this awful assault on everything that is freedom and liberty. And I'm telling you, I am telling you beyond a shadow of a doubt, the gift we have called freedom is absolutely from God. Join me on Sunday. I think it's Father's Day. I don't know where we'll be, whether we'll be in Newark, Delaware, or in our other location, but we'll be there. And you can rest assured, I will have something prepared for you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing this after the broadcast. If you think someone should hear this, please share it with them. It's free. It doesn't cost you a thing. While you're on blogtalkradio.com backslash the Ninja Pastor, click on subscribe or follow. It's a quick thing, doesn't cost you a thing. Nobody hounds you. And I sure would appreciate it. Check out theninjapastor.com. Buy my book if you don't have it, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America. Follow me on Twitter, at The Ninja Pastor. I appreciate your time today. Pray for these people who are in such serious condition. It warrants it, America. God bless you. Join us next time for The Collision of Faith and Politics.
And please follow this show at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the ninja pastor. And follow Dr. Sean on Twitter at the ninja pastor and on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash God in Country Radio and at www.drseangreener.com. In the meantime, Dr. Sean will be fighting for you and for this great country. Thank you for joining in this fight.